0: Hello, everyone out there, and welcome to another episode of People Under the Stairs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Paul James Caden. Stan was out this week. He had a lot going on, and then uh, toward the end of the week, he came down with a little bit of a cold or a sinus infection. So he's resting. He should be back next week for our regularly scheduled broadcast, but we didn't want you to miss a show, so... I'm taking the helm. I have uh, a guest co-host this week. We've done a show about a year ago together. So welcome to the people under the stairs, our co-host for this episode, my wife, Stan's niece, Dorothy.
1: Hello, followers of the people under the stairs. I am the ever available co-host for Paul, my husband.
0: Yep. And when, when needed, we, uh. It's we, always fun. We, we bring her in, although this is probably our fourth or fifth take on this show because we keep flubbing up. We had, as Stan said, we should have a blooper reel for these things. But uh, anyway, we digress. We're, we're going to talk about today um, something you probably heard about in the news. And if you haven't, well, you're going to hear about it right now. And that is the question that's a lot of people are asking, particularly those in the conspiracy communities. And that is, is the coronavirus a bioweapon? A lot of people are starting to say, yes, this, this, is, uh, this is not a regular virus. This is something that was man-made. And one of the reasons they're saying this is because there's an article online it seems to be everywhere. It's in some uh rather uh prestigious and and widely read uh newspapers and news sites. I have the article pulled up online right now in the Washington Times. So that's uh that's a, a pretty widely read uh newspaper here in the United States. So people are are reading this people are saying oh my god this is a bioweapon we don't have a cure it's 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 going to take us all out we're, we're all going to die um you know some people take it with a grain of salt some people uh, again may not have heard of this and uh, you know you, you might stumble across it later today and say oh my god what what is this so as usual you know we 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 try to bring a little bit of balance to These particular subjects on this podcast. Maybe, uh, you know, eliminate some of the fear, put a little bit of logic and reason out there. And uh, for those of you who don't know, on my other podcast, The Spirit Side, I talk about a lot of, uh, you know, paranormal, spiritual um, things that are happening in the world. And and I also delve uh, into some of the conspiracy theories. And one of the things I do is uh, is disprove a lot of them because i I know quite a few people that are that are in these uh, particular conspiracy communities you know the the doomsdayers and wow, you know some of the places they get their information from and the things that they they come the conclusions they come to. Is just uh, as Stan always says. It's really out there in the weeds, man. You know, it's you know, you don't know where where they come up with this stuff. But yet, some of it, you know, is based in reality. You know, the the truth is stranger than fiction. There's a lot of weird things that happen in our world, man. You know the 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 human species, uh, the reasoning and behavior, you know, of people in power and government can, can definitely be very, very questionable. I mean, these, these people are not, uh, you know, honest with the, with the public at all. So, you know, roll the dice and take your pick. Are these things true? Are they false? And, uh, again, what we're, uh, the question we're asking today, is the coronavirus a bioweapon? Now, again, this article that's that's all over, I'll, I'll read uh, in part from the article here in the Washington Times, and it starts out by saying, and this came out on uh, Sunday, January 26th, this article came out. So it's it's definitely getting some momentum out there. So the article begins by saying... The deadly animal-borne coronavirus spreading globally may have originated in a laboratory in the city of Wuhan, linked to China's covert biological weapons program, said an Israeli biological warfare analyst. Now, this gentleman's name is Danny Shoham. And the article goes on to say that he is a former Israeli military intelligence officer who has studied Chinese biological warfare uh, since, let's see, it says that he holds a doctorate, doctorate in medical microbiology from 1970 to 1991. He was a senior analyst with Israeli military intelligence for biological and chemical warfare in the Middle East and worldwide. He held the rank of lieutenant colonel. Now, Mr. Shoham goes on to say that, uh, and he isn't saying it for sure, but he's saying that it's probable that the coronavirus was a man-made organism, part of China's uh, Bioweapons research, uh, and one of their facilities is in Wuhan, China. And this is where the biggest outbreak of the coronavirus happened. So he's saying, hey, you know, this could be something that escaped the lab. You know, this, this is ground zero where a lot of people, you know, fell ill and are c- continuing to fall ill. But, uh, you know, he's not saying for sure, but he's saying it's it's definitely possible now the Chinese officials have come out, um, you know, and railed against this article and said it's ridiculous. You know, this is not anything to do with bioweapons. But again, can we uh, can we count on any government to, uh, you know, tell us the truth? And, uh, you know, I don't think the uh, – as shady as, as uh, our government can be here in the U.S., some of these other uh, government officials, man, they are uh, really, really secretive, you know, with, with uh, you know, what color pajamas they're wearing at night. So they're not going to come out and tell us if, uh, if something like this has any uh, merit to it. But they're saying it's nonsense, you know, that this is a, a natural virus, nothing that's man-made. So what is, uh, what is your opinion? We'll throw this over to our co host What do you think about this? I mean, there's some people that say this, this is absolutely true. It's a, it's a bioweapon. There are people who saying, well, you know, it could be true. Then there are people who are saying it's not true at all, but we have this, uh, we have this gentleman in this article who is, you know, saying he's, um, you know, again, he holds a doctorate, doctorate in medical microbiology. He was a senior analyst with Israeli military intelligence for biological and chemical warfare in the Middle East and worldwide. Uh, quite uh, quite a title he has there. So people are going to look at that, uh, the average person, and say, wow, you know, th- this guy is, is really educated. He knows what he's talking about. This is a bioweapon. It has to be, you know, this this guy is right. What do you say? What do you think about it?
1: And I think you're right. I think that most people will want to believe this man. They're thinking to themselves they're just regular people and this guy has all of these degrees and worked in all of these places and he should know better than the average person. Then they, I think most people would believe him. If they were to read that article and what he said, I think they would believe it. People want to fi- find a reason for things. I think the reason that you brought me on the show today as a substitute is because of my, um, my career. I'm a, um, a special education teacher. I've worked, I've worked with children with autism for over a decade, and I have had very close relationships with my students' parents, and I, when I look at the beliefs that the parents get. They're always looking for somebody to give them information that they can work with that will help their child. And they're willing to believe just about anything, even crazy things.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of things and, and, and that's a good example about people looking for answers. They, they, they want to know, um, as you said, reasons for things: why is this happening? How can we prevent it? What's causing it? And uh, or so- what
1: they can do to cure it?
0: Yeah, or what they can do to cure it. And, and some of the things that, the, that some of these parents believe were uh, some of the foods that they don't give their kids because they think the foods were, were causing the autism. So what, what causing what? they they believed a lot of the certain foods
1: caused um, the negative behaviors of of children with autism. I think that was the big start of the gluten-free rage. Kids with autism many, many, many times are on gluten-free diets, although there's no real research to prove that that helps their behaviors and their stereotypical things that they do but many people jumped right on that bandwagon and one of the reasons why they jumped right on it was because a lot of times there's a link with autism and gastrointestinal problems so this was their this was their way to say okay we're going to believe this because we want this to help our child and you see where gluten free diets are now they're like all the rage they're the mainstream
0: it is. I, I've never heard a, you know, a, I never heard a gluten-free, I didn't even know what it was, you know, uh, she would come home from work and talk about the kids that, you know, in her classroom, they had to have these special diets, gluten-free, and I remember asking, you know, "What? what the hell is a gluten-free diet? You know, and then it did, you know, after a while, it, uh, it became uh, a thing.
1: At that time, too, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, it was very, very expensive to have your child on this type of diet so that that was also a factor these parents would pay any amount of money to because they wanted something that they believed would help,
0: yeah, and that you know we we bring that up, and that there, there, there's a reason uh, a bigger reason I have Dorothy on the show that we 're going to get into in uh, in just a little bit about the coronavirus, but that that 's a really good point people always looking for answers. And as I always say on, uh, you know, my show, so many people in our world today, they, 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 They say they're independent thinkers, but they're always kind of like looking for the leader figure. You know, somebody tell us what to do. Somebody tell us how to, you know, even religion, tell us how to believe, tell us how to worship, tell us how to vote, tell us how to eat. You know, so when it comes to things like the coronavirus, I mean, of course, people are looking for... Answers And then you get articles like this, which, you know, the guy admits, you know, he doesn't know if this is a bioweapon. He says it's possible, you know, just putting kind of two and two together. Okay. In Wuhan, there's this big facility where they, uh, you know, they they study, you know, some of these, uh, you know, bio, you know, warfare uh, components, you know, it could have been something that got out, but he's not saying for sure. You know, but, but people seem to jump, you know, uh, in between the lines and say, oh, my God, he said, mm-hmm. you know, when when he didn't say. So I always tell people, you know, read, read slowly, read clearly, n- know what it is that somebody is saying and and don't jump on the bandwagon, you know, because we you don't know. You know, to, to claim that this is an absolute bioweapon, uh, you know, beyond doubt, uh, I think is really jumping the gun. And, and it's going to cause panic. You know, it's going to cause a lot of panic.
1: I think um, also when it comes to health, people, people want they, – they look for something. They look for something to grasp onto that can help them. People, going back to my kids with autism, there are many cases that um, kids with autism have gastrointestinal problems. So with that knowledge, and someone says, well, hey, put your kid on a gluten-free diet, just that alone might not have been enough because some kids don't have gastrointestinal problems that have autism. So now if you put... With that, if your child is on a gluten free diet, their stereotypical behaviors and challenging behaviors will lessen, that is what's going to get everybody on board. That is a health issue and for for parents and they want they want normalcy for their child. I mean, I think everybody does. I don't know if Paul has ever told you our daughter Emily is severely disabled. And if someone were to say to me, well, Dorothy, change Emily's diet to something, some sort of diet, anything, I would really, really, really be tempted to do it if I felt that it would help her intellectually. They said to me, "Oh, intellectually, she's going to be much better if you give her these, these 10 foods. I would be hard-pressed to not give her the ten, the 10 foods because you want to believe that something will help. So, you, so most people, when they hear an authority figure, that I'm doing air quotes, they want to believe that. So now this guy saying that this could be a biological weapon, they want to believe that because they want to have a reason why they're watching this on the news, seeing people be quarantined. Seeing us count how many people have the virus. They want, they want to have a reason. They want answers. And they want to protect themselves.
0: And, you know, folks, my, my thing that, that I talk about on my other show a lot is, uh, you know, as I said before, you know, taking some of these conspiracy theories with, you know, a, a grain of salt. You know, it's it's okay to have an open mind. It's okay to be watchful over what's happening in our world because, as we said, you know, the governments, uh, some of the, these companies, you know, I mean, you know, look at the gluten-free. I, I remember – Uh, You know, before it became all the thing, you know, it was just kids on autism was on gluten-free. Then little by little, the article started coming out online. Oh, gluten-free may may be, uh, you know, more healthy uh, for more than just autistic children. You know, then it was gluten-free this and gluten-free that. And suddenly it was the, uh, you know, the cure for every disease and problem you would ever have, you know, (laughs) on on planet Earth. And everybody was gluten-free. So, are there companies that that uh, you know capitalize and 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 profit on these kind of things? Of course, I
1: think people would do. They want to do anything for their health, and that's where people will, will lack doing research because you're not really thinking as much with logic, but with emotion. You want to be better. You want to feel better. You want your children to be better. So they they will try it. They'll try anything.
0: Yeah, and, and same same with conspiracy. You know, we we have to look for a reason. You know, we have to look uh, we have to look for the solution to the problem. And and unfortunately you know the uh the solution to many problems and and that field of thought is uh forming militias you know so when things go wrong we we you know we get our we get our beer we get our guns we get our supplies we join together and uh you know we we go to war with the government you know so that I don't know how that's uh, really such a great plan uh you know they have tanks and planes and bombs and uh, they don't so it's it's not <laughs> not so well thought out but um one of the things when you look at the coronavirus being a bioweapon, uh, again, one of the things that a lot of people look at that are, are very conspiracy minded is the Georgia Guidestones. Now, if you don't know what those are, the Georgia Gu- Guidestones are a granite, granite monument that was erected in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia. And it has a a set of 10 guidelines that are inscribed on the the structure in eight modern languages. So nobody really knows who built this monument. You know, it was, you know, a field. And then one day it just seemed to like be there, you know, like somebody like put it up overnight and it has uh, 10 things written on it that some people say. It's kind of the guidelines of the elitists, you know, what they plan to do with planet Earth with depopulation and, you know, all of this uh, sort of thing. Other people believe that the Georgia Guidestones, that that's not the purpose of what they are, but they're actually um, they're actually just that guide stones in the event that something should happen on planet Earth that, you know, we, we have some kind of catastrophe. You know, uh, the system goes down, you know, people are dying, whether it's war, whether it's famine, whether it's pestilence, you know, whatever might cause uh, just the die off of a lot of people and, you know, the, the collapse of civilization as we know it. And some people say that that's the purpose of the Guidestones for that generation who will start over, you know, how to start over and maintain uh, a healthier lifestyle, um, preserve the planet and, and natural resources. But uh, one of the things is on the Georgia Guidestones that it says to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. And there are other things as well, but a a lot of people look at that and say, well, see right there, you know, they want the population of planet Earth under, uh, you know, 500 million. And you hear all this talk of depopulation, which some people think that's what the coronavirus is. This is uh, one of the ways to test how how many how many people can can they take out with with this virus, this man made virus, and uh, you know start cutting down on the, uh, as they would say in a Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge, cutting down on the uh, the surplus population. And now you know. Let's face it. You know when you read something like that, I mean, here's this monument that looks a little bit like. Uh, a miniature Stonehenge with all these, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments of what the future world should look like and what people should do, and you know, you're reading maintain humanity under you know 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. But then you have a lot of uh, a lot of these people and governments, and uh, you know, even in Hollywood, you know that they're they're all talking about uh, depopulation. You know, uh, man is like a virus in the world. You know, he, he needs to be, you know, he needs to be uh, wiped out, you know, so the earth can preserve itself. You know, his numbers need to be cut down. And, you know, the, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of whispers in the shadows about this kind of thing. And a lot of people in, in our government do believe it, you know, that we, uh, we need to have less people. There was even the guy um, who who is the prince that, that the royal that was in trouble for hanging out with uh, Epstein. Oh, Prince Andrew. Yeah, Prince Andrew. He said, uh, you know, a, a ways back, that the same thing that he that he wished that there would be uh, a major, you know, epidemic on the earth that would just wipe out most of the people. You know, so I mean, there's there's people who actually want this. Think that this would be a good thing, and you know, so you you get the conspiracy minded in there, and anything like this happens, they say, "Oh no, what? Well, 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 here we go." You know, this is part of the depopulation program. And uh, again, you can't really blame them because, you know, they look at some of the things that that they put in our foods, you know, these preservatives and and things like fluoride. I I think fluoride that's in our toothpaste is actually a chemical runoff of um, aluminum. And it was a waste product, and rather than you know put it in barrels and bury it somewhere, somehow they came up with the idea that you know um, you know th- different companies would buy it. They would you know put it in toothpaste, turn into fluoride. Now fluoride is poison. It's 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 basically rat poison. It's if we're going to poison a rat or a mouse in our house, um, and we put out poison, uh, that's what it contains in the high doses and this is what it does to the uh, you know it kills the rat kills the mouse but they say hey it's it's safe in small doses you know to brush our teeth with or you know take pills to fortify our bones and but you know why it is a question that i would ask you know why why would you take the waste products you know uh, runoff waste product of uh, a heavy metal and put it in something that someone's going to, you know, put in their mouth every day. There's preservatives in our food. You know, if you read the ingredients of food that are the same things, they're they're uh you know, they're, they're actually poisons, they're um kind of runoffs or uh, particles that, that that come out of some other uh, refining process of, of of some kind of mineral or, or metal or whatever in a factory somewhere. But yet somebody comes up with this great idea. Oh, shit, this makes a great preservative. Let's put it on our Lucky Charms. You know, it, it's it's okay in small doses. It's not going to hurt anybody, even though it's poison, but it's not enough to poison you. But yet we're eating Lucky Charms, say, every day for breakfast. So what is that going to do to us over time? So you kind of see the point that people look at this and go, well, "What are these people thinking? What, what are they doing?" You know, it's it it can be quite suspect when you see these these kinds of uh, actions and decisions coming from those who are supposed to be in charge. But again, you know, is is that something that is uh, depopulation? Or is there actually uh, some health benefit, as as the FDA says, to ingesting some of these things in in small doses? You know that it just acts as a preservative. It's not going to harm us. Uh, we could eat it every day. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna have any uh, cumulative effect where it starts to harm the the human body. You know, I, I guess someone would have to uh, you know run. Uh, a bigger test on that to see, you know, exactly what the, the long-term effect. If you ate your lucky charms with whatever phosphate, which is a, a poison in it, every day for 10 years, 20 years, you know, what's the effect? Is there effect? You know, uh, again, jumping to conclusions to say, well, hey, they want the uh, the population under 500 million, so so this is what they're doing you know uh, again we we can kind of be uh, jumping to conclusions and, and causing undue panic in in people's minds and i say all that to say this uh get to this point and why dorothy is here there is um a pretty big a pretty big belief amongst the conspiracy minded right now and there's a lot of them i mean the people everywhere i mean th- this is like the new religion with the the conspiracies and they are saying hey it's not the coronavirus that's going to wipe out you know millions and millions of people or you know hundreds of thousands of people the coronavirus is just the flu it's going to be you know that this is like a hoax. You know that uh, we we hear our uh, our, our um, much endeared president uh, <laughs> say that all the time. It's a hoax. You know, and then, <laughs> you know that comes out of the conspiracy movement. You know, everything is a hoax. The coronavirus is a hoax. Uh, but they're saying it's going to be the vaccine that they put out to supposedly protect us from the coronavirus. That's going to kill. A lot of people. So when this vaccine comes out and it will don't take it, it's 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 certain death. Now, we, we've we seen this with the flu vaccination, you know, don't get vaccinated for the flu. You know, it's 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 going to kill you. And there we have another one. You know, I mean, there is mercury and formaldehyde in the in the um, the flu yeah, the, the, the flu shot. And why is it there? Why is there mercury, you know? And, and I've actually asked, uh, several pharmacists, you know, I, I get my flu shot and I've asked, uh, several pharmacists, why, why are things like that in there? Why is there formaldehyde? Why is there mercury? You know, why is such a thing in this vaccine that we're pumping into our bodies? And, uh, Three or four that I've asked so far over the years, they don't really know. You know, they they can talk about the formaldehyde. Well, it's it's kind of a X kind of as a preservative. Uh, mercury, yeah, it's in there, but I really don't know why it's in there. The pharmacist doesn't know why there's mercury in our flu shot, so we're being injected with mercury. You know, uh, every year. But again, is is it in safe doses that doesn't have Um, you know, uh, a deadly effect or does it have a deadly effect over time? I try to get what is known as the clean flu shot every year that doesn't have the formaldehyde and the the mercury because I, I I don't think things like that should be put in the human body at all. That's just my belief. I try to keep it with the, uh, the clean shot but again, there's people who say it doesn't matter, clean shot, dirty shot, you know, any shot's going to kill you because that's, that's what it's made for. It's made for depopulation. Now, I know people that are in their 70s and their 80s. I've known people in their 90s that have gotten flu vaccinations all their lives. Uh, they're in good health. Uh, they've never had any issues. So how do we explain these people? And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, you know, walking around out there that they're alive and well, they haven't been uh, depopulated and they've gotten their flu shots for years and years now. So we're going to talk about this coronavirus vaccine that, you know, many say is coming and this is going to be the the big depopulation push. And, um, you know, who knows? You know, you cry wolf enough times, uh, you know, eventually you're going to be right, I suppose. You know, we'd have to wait and see. But, you know, I I am not an anti-vaxxer. And I remember this whole thing started. And this is why uh, one of the big reasons Dorothy is here. She is a special education teacher. She has taught autistic kids. For a number of years now, uh, she's you know always reading, always getting the the latest stats on things you know about autism, and the inception of this whole anti-vaxxer thing started when there was a doctor who said that um, autism was being caused by a, cer- a certain vaccine, and. This was uh, uh, apparently debunked, you know, many times over, but but people still believe it. It's kind of like, you know, that's why we talked about the the gluten free diet. You know, it was for autistic kids. Now it's for everybody. You know, it'll it'll cure cancer. It'll cure diabetes. It'll, you know, it'll do. You know, it, it's it's the miracle diet, and we've seen that happen, you know, in our lifetime. Just the eleven years that that, that we've been married. And also the, the anti-vaxxer thing. So let's bring back our guest co-host and um, and, and tell us a little bit about, about this science. What is this vaccine uh, being disproved? Because a, a lot of people still believe this out there. This is why they say... Um, any vaccine at all is going to kill you. It's going to cause uh, autism. There there, are still people, many people in the conspiracy uh, communities and anti-vaxxers that you still hear them say, you know, don't get vaccinated. uh, Don't get flu shots. You know, uh, all these things, they cause this, they cause this, they cause this. It causes, you know, autism, Asperger's, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All these, you know, disabilities and children. So, one who is uh, a bit of an expert in this field, is it? Are vaccines going to kill us? Are they going to cause is it are they going to cause autism and Asperger's in our children? And should people are the anti-vaxxers right in any respect?
1: Well, I can only give you my opinion. And my opinion is no. I think that vaccines are very necessary. But again, like we were talking about before, people are very afraid health wise. They want to make sure that their children are healthy. So, this doctor in the UK, his name is Wakefield, he did a supposed study that showed a link between. The MMR vaccine and autism. He said that he um did research with twelve children and all of them had autism after the um after the vaccine except for two. Once this was published, I think this is what the start of the anti-vax movement was because no one wanted this shot anymore because no one wanted to get their to have their kid get autism they oh, autism was on the rise it was something that was being heavily talked about in the late 90s early 2000s so this fit right in also this doctor was in the in the process of developing a vaccination that would only address the measles not the other two elements of the vaccination, which were the ones that caused autism, in his opinion. But this whole entire study was disproven many times over, as Paul said, but people still believed it. I have coworkers that still believe it now, and this was disproven over a decade ago. So I think this was the the dawn of anti vaxxing
0: Oh, it, it definitely was.
1: And from there, from that <clears throat> that small fake study, we now have people that don't vaccinate their children for anything, and this creates an environment and a population that regards all vaccinations as suspect. So I think that's your tie-in. <laughs> With me, with, with why you have me here, because all vaccinations are suspect. Yeah, yeah. And this, so this coronavirus vaccine that you say will be developed will automatically be suspect. People don't, people now are getting the measles. People are getting the flu more. People are getting all types of childhood diseases like whooping cough because there's no vaccinations. They don't, they don't believe them. Chicken pox. People are going back to having chicken pox parties where they want to infect all their kids at one time and their neighbor's kids so that they all can get the chicken pox over with. But I, my personal opinion is that vaccinations are necessary because we don't want these diseases to come back. So will a coronavirus vaccine be safe or not? No one can tell that. I can't say yes, I would definitely take it, or no, I wouldn't take it. I would have to research it. But I get the flu shot, so I guess I would probably get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, think would you get it? My thing is, I mean, I, I would probably get it. But uh, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm, I'm cautious. I think when it, when it came out, I would probably wait about two to three weeks to see if people were dropping like four. <laughs> yeah, we have, have to check that one. <laughs> because I mean, let's face it—you know, it's not necessarily the um, um, the vaccination itself. You know, that's uh, that's bad, but you know, some element that they're putting in it. You know, but but they're all pretty much the same if they're going to put mercury in formaldehyde and, you know, all that kind of thing. They're usually in all these these kind of uh, vaccinations for flus and viruses.
1: Also, I think you'd have to find out if whether or not it was necessary.
0: Yeah. I mean, is it
1: a necessary vaccination? So I, I, is, every, is it like the flu? Is its job to kill you? I mean, you hear some report that the coronavirus is just like a cold. And then you hear other reports that, you know, people are dying from it quickly. So, you know, those are all things that we have to really deeply look into before you decide whether or not you need a vaccination for this or if you would take it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I think, um, like I said, I I would probably end up getting, you know, it's probably going to be very similar to. The flu vaccination. Right. So, if you've had you've been vaccinated for the flu, um, you know, uh, you know, chances are, you know, whatever's in the the vaccine for the coronavirus isn't going to have any. Uh, and it, and and it's very small. It's, it's actually what is it like one to two percent of people will have uh, a reaction to something that's in the uh, the flu vaccination. And believe it or not, uh, one of the big ones that that people have uh, reactions to. Uh, and some have died, even though it's very, very small, like, you know, one, 2% of people, uh, is actually the eggs, egg allergies. That's why if you get a flu shot, they, it's always on the paper and they'll always ask you if you have an allergy to eggs because there is, uh, as, as part of the preservatives, uh, you know, some kind of element of, of eggs in there. So if you're deadly allergic to eggs and you get a flu shot, yeah, you're going to, uh, or the regular flu shot, you know, at least you're you're going to be uh, in a bit of trouble. And, and that is a big one. That's definitely a big one that people uh, have had issues with. And, you know, so that being said, um, is anybody out there working on a vaccine right now?
1: Yeah, they are. I'm looking on CNBC right now, and as of two days ago, There appears to be at least 12 companies that have either formally or informally announced that they are working on a vaccine.
0: There you go. They want to kill us all, folks.
1: (laughs) Well, it's big money.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, problems with the, uh, the pharmaceuticals as well. I mean, there's been several of these big CEOs of um, the big pharmaceutical companies that have come out over the last handful of years and, and, and said flat out, you know, that they're not in the business of, you know, curing sick people. You know, their drugs, their, their product is, a, is just that. It's a product. And they're looking for profit margins, period. You know, and uh, you know, I think that's part of the big problem. It, it does cast kind of a a shadow of, of distrust, you know, over these people. Hey, you know, you, you're developing these medicines that are supposed to help or or cure, you know, certain illnesses. But now you're out there, you know, saying, hey, we're, we're looking at profit margins and, hey, this is like a product and we want everybody using our product. I mean, what, why do we think we look online and suddenly, you know, the, you know the, um, take high blood pressure, for example, you know, the, the numbers are lowered. Now, if you're 120 over 80, which was the normal, um, that's considered, you know, pre-hypertension needs to be lower. You know, because everybody was maintaining the 120 over 80. So now we got to lower it so we can get more people on pills. We can get it below 120 over 80. Same thing with cholesterol. You know, those numbers keep coming down, down, down because, you know, people are maintaining more healthy, you know, air quotes, normal levels, you know, in their cholesterol. So not enough people are using the product. So we got to bring those numbers down to, you know, get more people using well I going to hear
1: that that it's going to go into clinical testing from a couple of companies within a couple months. They're going to do clinical trials. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, they they're, they're moving fast on that puppy. <laughs> but yeah there there definitely needs to be uh you know some laws and some rules when it comes to uh I think the medical profession the the pharmaceutical companies what goes in the medicine what goes in our food because you know there there is stuff that you know and that is my belief you know I I think there's there's too much garbage in everything that we use whether it's our over-the-counter medicines, whether it's our breakfast cereals, whether it's the milk we drink, the chicken we eat with all kind of antibiotics and growth hormones. I mean, there's so much stuff in everything we ingest. You know, I, I think it's definitely linked to this rise of so many diseases and problems that, that we're seeing all over the place. And uh, I, I just think we need to get rid of the greed factor or wh- whatever it is that, that we're putting so much of this garbage in everything that we put in our bodies because it's it's just not healthy. But again, is is this for somebody's profit? you know, like fluoride hay, you know, rather than bury this runoff from uh, aluminum somewhere, you know, we can sell it to somebody who will put it in toothpaste. So we're making a bigger profit. We're making a profit on the waste, you know, uh, you know, in, in the name of profit. Doing this kind of thing, I, I just don't think it's ethical. And uh, I think we need to get rid of that big greed factor that that causes so much of this uh, spurious kind of nonsense to go on with our, uh, you know, our food and drugs. And I'm of the belief that all vaccines, flu, corona, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I don't think mercury should be going. If, if they have, if they have clean flu uh, vaccines that don't contain those things, why can't they all be clean?
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird.
0: You know, why, why do you have to actually go and request and they won't tell you, you know, you could walk into, you know, a doctor's office or, um, you know, a local pharmacy to get a flu shot and and you have to ask, you know, do you have a clean, do you have a clean, um, you know, vaccination? And then they'll tell you, but they, they won't offer you that information. If you go, they'll just give you the regular one, you know, so why isn't it offered? Why aren't they all clean? You know why do we why do we have to put mercury and you know all this uh, you know formaldehyde in, in people's bodies? Uh, you know uh, once every year.
1: The answer is because that I'm reading right now. Um, the mercury is in the vaccine to prevent the growth of dangerous microbes. It's like a preservative. Yeah. Is there is there an alternative?
0: That's the question.
1: Is there an alternative? Um, preservative
0: that could be used well I would say there there probably has to be you know and you figure it's in there to be a, a preservative I mean that's why all that stuff is in there but you know, we could sit here and speculate till the co- the, the cows come home and uh, and Stan gets over his own coronavirus. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, what do you folks out there think? Do you think the uh, coronavirus is a bioweapon? Do you think they're engineering this uh, vaccine and they're doing it so quickly because this is the depopulation plan? Or do you think it's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of nonsense. You know, I'm not so sure that there's a uh, man or men behind the curtain, uh, you know, looking to mass poison the population, you know, through through food and vaccines, because you have to think about it. Let's say uh, most people know about these these conspiracy theories that are out there. What would happen? If they came out with a vaccine for the coronavirus, people started getting it and dropping like flies. I I would imagine there would be some kind of massive upheaval, you know, that people would would automatically say, "Hey, you know, uh, what the hell is this?" Because the, the the people who buy into some form of conspiracy thought uh, are are probably I, I would say it's a good seven eight out of ten. You know, most people you talk to, whether it's a little bit or whether they're eyeball deep, uh, think about these things. So I I think that there would be uh, some serious pushback consequences. I'm not so sure it would be something that would be able to be pulled off uh, so smoothly, you know, deadly inject, (laughs) you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of people. Uh, what, What do you think about that?
1: I agree with you. It's everybody now is kind of savvy. Everybody's looking into stuff. Again, like I said, when it's a health thing, most people want to be like, oh, no, I don't want this. I'm going to get the flu shot. I'm going to get the Corona shot. I'm going to get whatever the um is recommended by doctors. So I, I have to say that I agree. People, you know, people are just going to get it
0: you know the the craziest one i heard and i just saw this on the uh, the internet this morning there are people who are saying that the coronavirus is a hoax it's nothing but mm-hmm. the flu but where where did they get this information and they're they're posting it on social media it's on facebook it's on you know twitter uh there's actually uh a pretty big article online about this. The Pleiadians, the Pleiadians, which are aliens that come from the, 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 uh, the Pleiadian, uh, what is it? They, they, the galaxy out there or whatever. That's Uh, an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, A woman channeled the the Pleiadians, and the Pleiadians told told them that it was a hoax.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. But anybody can say anything, and, you know, they could get followers that believe them. I'm sure there's a lot of people that believe this woman.
0: There are. There are. I I saw several posts on Facebook saying, oh, my God, I just found out the coronavirus is a hoax, and they have this link below. And, uh, yeah, that's what it was. I, I was... It is funny but it's it's also a little a little sad and a little scary that, that that's where people are going to get their information from a woman channeled aliens from the pleiades <laughs> who said the coronavirus was a hoax. Don't go down that kind of rabbit hole folks. I I don't care how desperate or afraid we get, don't go down that one or things like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Try to do some research it's It's much easier to do research now than it was back when um everybody was afraid of the MMR virus, the MMR vaccine. Do the research now so you can make more informed decisions
0: and you know i I did a show on this uh, if people want to go look up um the spirit side. I did a, a show last week. It was uh, called the coronavirus, locust swarms and warming oceans. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the same thing, you know, people saying, oh, this is the end. We're in the end days, you know, the world's coming to an end. And, uh, and, and it was kind of the same approach, you know, that, you know, you can't buy into this kind of hype and fear. It's it's very easy when 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 life as we know it starts to seem unstable or changing or scary. We'll believe anything. You know, uh I, I would say as a fan of horror movies, go look at the um the Stephen King movie, uh movie The Mist, and look uh, you know, when, when all hell is breaking loose and the people are trapped in the uh the supermarket together because they can't go out because the mist is everywhere and there's uh, you know, these creatures in the mist and there's this crazy religious lady that uh, everybody thinks is kind of a nut bar. But now that something bad is happening, we're trapped in a supermarket, there's something out there we don't understand. Uh, suddenly they make her their leader figure <laughs> and they they start uh, abusing and killing and, you know. Uh, you know, other people in the supermarket at her command, because, you know, she seems to be, have the answer. The end is near, the Lord is coming. And, you know, uh, people start breaking down and and, and following, uh, you know, this, this kind of crackpot and that, uh, you know, I say watch that movie because that's, that's, that's a real dynamic in our world. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one that you don't want to, uh, it's one that you don't want to uh, fall into, you know, where things get scary. You know, all of a sudden you're you're sane and rational, and you wake up one morning and go, "Holy cow! I believe the Pleiadians, or you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> other I kind of." I'll say that. No, I definitely wouldn't. You know, whatever kind of crazy thing is out there, and that's kind of the, the thrust of my, uh, you know, my podcast on the spirit side. That hey, you know. Things are going to happen. None of us are going to live here forever. Civilization as it is, is not going to be here forever. Planet Earth is probably not going to be here forever. Eventually, our sun is going to go wonky like any other star. And uh, that could have uh, some very bad consequences for every planet in, you know, in the solar system but we we hide under a rock we we want to think that things are going to remain the same we're going to remain forever young we're going to live forever you know particularly in the west we we hide from we hide from things such as our own mortality and death but uh, there's the, there's this uh buddhist uh buddha proverb or or saying that i like and that is you know you you get up in the morning, you clean the house, you plow the field, you milk the cows. But then what if something bad happens? You know, what if someone dies or you're, you're ill? You know, so the idea is what if some, uh, you know, horrible thing happens? Well, you get up, you clean the house, you you do your chores, you plow the field, you milk the cows, you know, so life goes on. You know, so the the moral of the, uh, the, the proverb and the saying is that you know, expect these things are going to happen. You know, life isn't always going to be as it is. Everything in this world is subject to change. You know, we're, we're all going to pass from this world one day, but then the, the mystery of life unfolds and goes on. It's, it's, it's a natural thing. So don't fear it. Go about your life. Know that unexpected things will happen. You know, don't get into the panic into the uproar. start looking for the the leader to lead you and guide you and give you the answers because uh many times those leaders and guides and answers can be pretty uh they can be uh, pretty pretty crazy and uh you don't want to get desperate where you start. Buying into these kind of crazy things, and, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of crazy around the coronavirus if this thing's you know continues to spread. You know, don't give into the fear, don't give into the panic, don't give into the 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 crazy uh, theories or the people that are going to get on the soapbox and say, "Hey, I'll tell you what's happening. I'll tell you how to deal with this. Follow me," because that's usually not good uh, at all. So again, you know, clean the house, plow the fields, milk the cows, go on with life. You know, don't let it, uh, don't let it sweep you away, whether it's natural, whether it's man-made, whether it stops next week, next month, next year, gets worse, gets better. You know, maintain your, your inner balance. You know, don't be swept away in the tide of panic and despair. Your closing thoughts on this, if any.
1: I agree with you. I know that it's difficult when it's to do with the health of yourself and especially your children. But do the research that you need to do to find out what really is the best course of action to take with any medication or any new treatment plan that you may have been um, told about. Indeed.
0: Indeed. Always use logic, reason, look into things for yourself. And don't stop at just one website. A lot of people say, I'm going to research this and they'll come across one article like something on the Washington Post that we read at the beginning of this podcast with the guy claiming it could be a, uh, um, you know, a bioweapon. And that's where the research stops. (gasps) Oh my God. You know, this guy said, and look at his credentials. And they go no further to find out, is this guy uh, for real? Does he know what he's talking about? Uh, Was this a piece put out by the Times just for shock value to get, you know, readers? It could be any or all of those kind of things. I mean, there's some people online that I saw that said this, this Danny Shoham that uh, is supposedly the Israeli, uh, you know, big bio weapon guy. uh, We're saying that they're not really sure if if these are his real credentials. He claims to be this, but uh, they don't really know if, if, if. This is what his work was. So you, you got to look into these things, both sides of the coin. Just don't read one article and stop there and say, oh, well, hey, this guy must know it all. Look who he is. Uh, I'll go no further. You know, there's there's always more research, more angles to to look at in every situation. So with that being said, we are going to sign off. Um, we're going to say thank you to Dorothy for being on the show. She's a little croaky. She's getting over strep throat, but damn it, she soldiered soldiered I through. I did soldier through because I'm <laughs> always available. I'm always available for the people under the stairs. Don't get too close. You might catch some strep off of her. <laughs> no, she's well medicated. She 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 took her antibiotics. They did not kill her. She's <laughs> I
1: gladly took them. I gladly took my antibiotics.
0: And she's on the mend. So, folks, we thank you for listening. As I said, Stan should be back um, next week in our next episode. Until then, this is the people under the stairs saying stay safe, stay educated, stay well, and stay out of the fear and panic that may ensue when things like this happen in our world. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank
1: you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at s wanglin that's at s w a n g l u n d or feel free to email him at s at gmail.com that's at s at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network
0: Hey, everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.